learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Pamela Hillard Owens. Pamela is an educator, podcast host, and serial entrepreneur, just to name a few of her many achievements. Pamela has worked in education, collaborative sales, sales management, and marketing for over 35 years. She started her first writing and editing business, Writing It Right For You, in July of 2008. She then expanded to her second business, Detroit Inc. Publishing, in 2012, and her third business, Your Business, Your Brand Creatively, in 2014. Through her three companies, her clients learned that it matters how you say it. Pamela works with solo professionals, creative freelancers, and businesses and corporations throughout the United States, Canada, the UK, and 12 other countries on a variety of writing, editing, publishing, and marketing projects. Pamela provides writing, editing, web design and maintenance, publishing, branding, marketing, business consulting, and social media marketing services for clients of all sizes and all niches in 15 countries. And she specializes in working with creative and solo freelancers on branding and marketing their businesses. And Pamela also has a weekly podcast targeted to freelancers and entrepreneurs called YB2C Live. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Pamela hilliard Owens. So Pamela, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to be a guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. And before we get started, I just want to say I'm very impressed by your many years in education and all of your endeavors as an entrepreneur, as well as being a podcast host yourself. Kudos Thank you. you. You're welcome. All right. So I'm sure you have a lot of insight to provide us on leadership. Okay. All right. So now let's talk about leadership. Okay. I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Pamela? Most definitely. And there's different ways to lead. Uh, so it depends on your circumstances and it depends on the situation. So you are right. Everyone is a, is a leader or can be a leader um, at one time or another. Yes, I totally agree. So can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you come to this realization? Oh, let me see. I think the um, besides, you know, high school and things that happened in college, I think the first time was when I was a teacher. Yes, the, the students are supposed to respect you and are supposed to listen to you. But when it goes beyond that, uh, the thing about being a leader, and you may have heard of this, there are really five uh, levels of leadership. And I'm going to look them up while we're talking, now that I just thought of it. But the lowest level of leadership is when people follow you because they have to. And the highest level of leadership is when people follow you because they want to. And so when you have achieved that, then you know that you're a leader. And I think when I was a teacher, it changed from my students you know, following me because they had to, because I was the teacher, to following me because they wanted to, because they got value out of what I was teaching them and out of our relationship. And then it went on from there, especially when I got into the business world. 
Okay, so moving along to the next question. It's uh, in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Mm -hmm. Can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? I think the number one code that I would have is that leaders develop other leaders. If you are leading just because you want someone to follow you, then you are not leading in the best sense of the word. You are just kind of telling people what to do. You have a bunch of sheep behind you. Again, that's the first level of leadership. And I found it. it's called permission, the lowest level of leadership. And that's because they have to. If you are developing people and it's all about being, and my favorite term is a servant leader. If yes. you're all about being a servant leader, that means you are helping other people. There's no sense you being a leader if you are not teaching and developing other leaders to take your place or to lead along with you. I love it. I love it. Yes, I totally believe in servant leadership and developing is so important. And I wish all leaders would practice that. Yeah, right. Thank you. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. Oh, yeah. Yes. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons. More of lessons, exactly. Yeah, more of an optimistic view. Mm -hmm. But uh, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? Well, like you said, number one, um, you, when you when you fail at something, you have to look at it, as you said, as a lesson. And but you also have to give yourself permission to have those feelings, failing at something or not reaching your goal for whatever reason, whether it's internal or external. That's a real thing. And you have to give you have to give yourself number one time and permission to experience that, to realize what happened. But at the same time, don't throw, you know, sit, settle into a pity party either. So you have to find a happy medium there. Yeah. And then what, and then what you take away from that failure, learn for better the next time, what you have to change, what you have to do differently. Um, the goal never changes. Maybe the path to the goal may have to change, but if you are certain about your goals, um, you didn't make it this time, so you have to take another direction. And that's what I have learned from failing at something. I like that. And I like that. Give yourself permission because a lot right. of us don't. Yes, I like that. Okay. Well, Pamela, can you share one time you failed as a leader and what you learned from that experience that helped you become a better leader? I think back again, there aren't too many times when I was a sales leader that my team didn't reach its goals. There were, I, literally, there weren't that many times. That's but awesome. um uh, there were a couple of times when we didn't meet the goals and that's pretty much what we did. We, and and that's, this is where I learned how to do this because if you beat yourself up about losing or not meeting the goal, especially when you're a part of a team or you're leading a team, uh, if you beat yourself up or if you blame, unfortunately, a lot of leaders do this, or if you blame the team, it's your fault. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Exactly. And, um, then no, no one learns anything. Everyone feels bad <laughs> and, and uh, you can't get up and go and move on. So uh, when we didn't make our sales goals and we didn't make our, um, our goals that then we had to sit down and decide, you know, what happened and what we learned from there, especially when you're leading a team, everyone is good at something, but not all people are good at all things. So yeah. when you're leading a team, Who's strong in this area? Who's strong in that area? And then uh, you might have to readjust things so that the people can play to their strengths and without worrying about, you know, well, I don't do this well, so I'm just not going to try at all. And then if, if everyone is rowing in the same direction, <laughs> then you'll eventually get to where you're going. Okay. 
All right. So, Pamela, another question for you. Do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female in the entrepreneur ecosystem? It depends on where you are. Back in the day, and I'm talking about, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it was definitely more difficult because the women weren't even expected to be leaders. And so you had to, first of all, overcome, you know, you aren't even supposed to be here as a woman. You're supposed to be home baking cookies. Mm -hmm. So you had to overcome that first and then go on to the regular things. So it it is easier um, now than it was before because we, we are now assumed and expected to be where we are. And then again, it depends on, like I said, it depends on the area where you are. If you are in the uh, creative areas where, like where I am, it's a little bit easier. If you are in what's been called, you know, the, the man's world for so, 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 so long, it's, a, it's still a little bit more difficult. There are still um, men, and, and I'd hate to say older and younger, but especially men who grew up with the 50s, um, what, and what was that TV show? Uh, about the 60s, the sales team, that, well, I can't remember the name of that TV show. But when they grew up in that environment, that it's a man's world and only men are right, there are some men who are older who grew up in that and it's harder for them to make the change than some younger men, and I say that not trying to generalize, some younger men who grew up with, you know, with women in charge and they don't think another thing about it. So yeah. it, depends on, it depends on the demographics and the industry where you're working. Yeah, I understand what you mean. And I like how you say we are expected now. I like exactly, that. Exactly. Yes. Step exactly. Step into your role, ladies. Step into your role. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And also remember all of the people who broke that glass ceiling and still being broken in many, many, many areas, but it has also already been broken in other areas. And so you have to remember how hard it was to break that glass ceiling in the places where it has been broken. And then it was broken so that you can step right on through and step right into your greatness. And like I said, be expected to be there. When you have an aura of, I'm, I'm here, I'm supposed to be here. So let's move on. So this is what we're going to do. And then people respect you for that. Yeah. Rather than always thinking, oh, I'm so glad I'm here. Oh, thank you for giving me a chance. Uh, no, that's not how you approach it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> now you mentioned, you mentioned that some areas are still male-dominated. Do you want to just share a little bit about those areas in case some women want to try to break into those areas that you <laughs> consider to be a little more male-focused nowadays? Well, a lot of the engineering, a lot of the architecture, and as I say that, I know, I'm thinking of women who I know who are entrepreneurs or who broke into it in in that industry, but it's still a very male-dominated industry. Here in Detroit, we have a woman who um, her her she's an she's an architect. She's a woman architect. She's one of the few black women architects in the entire country. Wow! And um, her father and um, she inherited the corp the um, her agency from her father and uncle, who started their architectural firm because as black men they couldn't get hired, so they started their own firm. Nice. And then uh, she took it over, you know, after their deaths. And and she is very, very well known. She's very, very skilled. But still when she goes to the table and goes to conferences, she's one of the few women and few blacks there, period. And so those kinds of you know engineering trucking is another one. And as I say that I also know women who own trucking agencies and trucking firms. So, but uh, uh, for the most part, those are considered to be men's types of, of um, industries and, and, and companies and things like that. Yeah, I totally agree with you, especially in the uh, computer-dominated world. I'm into STEM, focusing right. on girls and minorities, yes, because they are underrepresented in those areas. 
Right, exactly, exactly. The movies and the expectations, you know, that are that are coming out now, Hidden Figures was extremely important, extremely important to see that women and black women. Number one, the story was not told. The story was not told in the first place. But then to see that they were the ones who sent the um, men to the moon, the men could not have gotten to the moon without them, number one. Number two, it is possible to have a career and a home life. It's not easy, but it's possible. Yes. And, um, and still, a lot of times, uh, the, whole, the whole thing about the home and the children still falls on the woman, whether she works outside of the home or not. A lot of that is changing, thankfully. But attitudes take a long, long time to change. So my whole thing is, you know, when you are a leader and when you are a leader, not only with a title of leader, but a leader in your industry because you're the first one going through the door or one of the first ones going through the door, that in itself is leadership. Yeah. And like I said, a leader does not say, oh, gee, thanks for giving me the, you know, the opportunity. No, a leader says, here I am. What, what, what's, what's our next step? Productivity is a hot topic right now, <laughs> as it should be, right? Mm-hmm. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Pamela, do you have any productivity tips to share with the audience? I would say my number one productivity uh, tip is planning, planning, planning. I think it was, Ab- was, was Abraham Lincoln who said that if I had an hour to chop down a tree, I'd spend 45 minutes chop- sharpening my axe. And uh, if the time that you take to plan gives you more time to execute. If you don't know what your target is, you can't hit it. I would, number one, decide, number one, choose one productivity tool. A lot of people, you know, they do it online. They do it on paper. They do it on their phone. They do it on their wall calendar. That's way too Keep everything in one place, number one. Number two, plan the next day, the night before. Plan the next week on Sunday night or sometime over the weekend so that you always know, number one, what are your top three things? I call them MITs, most important things. What are the top three things that you, that you must get done this day in order to move you closer to your goals? The whole thing about productivity, there's, you know, there's the uh, David Allen get things done and there's this, this uh, formula and this system. But the most important thing for being productive is knowing what is most important to you. And this is what I taught. Um, I teach my clients now, but I also taught my students because when I was a teacher, I had uh, performing arts students. And so I had creative students. And as you know, creative people sometimes tend to be all over the place. <laughs> so Guilty. <laughs> and I have a jar on my table, and I cannot remember right now who thought of this, but it's called the Big Rocks. Yeah. And that's from you, the seven habits of highly effective people. Yes, exactly. Exactly. For your listeners, if you put in the small rocks first and try to do all the little things that are not really important, you won't have any room for the big rocks. Yep. But if you put the big rocks into the jar first and then fill in the spaces with the small rocks, you'll have much more chance of those big rocks are your big goals and you'll have much more chance of getting those done. And so between knowing exactly what you are to do that day, being prepared for it the day before, the other number one productivity tip I would give, and this is called the Pomodoro technique from Italy, is to work in bunches. You cannot work straight through for two and three and four hours. Mm -hmm. You need to work 25 minutes on and five minutes off or 50 minutes on and 10 minutes off so that you can take time to refresh your brain and, or else you're just trying to force yourself uh, to get things done, and that never works. Yeah, that makes me think of agility, working in sprints, and kind of reassessing as you go. I like exactly. it. Exactly. 
Okay, let's move right along. Pamela, can you share an experience that either blessed or challenged your leadership and what the outcome or takeaway was that you learned? Oh, let's see. Um, well, I already talked about the time that I was challenged. I think the things that bless that, that, that bless me are when people say that you know, what I have done has shown them a better way, put it that way, have show, yeah. has shown them a better way. My whole thing is helping to develop other people, whether I was a teacher or whether in my consulting business and or with my clients, my whole thing is to help them to be better or to re- achieve their goals or to reach uh, whatever they're trying to do. So when people tell me you have really shown me the way, you, re- you are really a role model because as an entrepreneur in my in my company in my company it's really just me <laughs> I'm really a freelance business owner I do have contractors um, but I don't have any employees so everything is on me I started the first company by myself I started the second company with my husband that's a funny story as a matter of fact um, uh, my husband is a writer and he had some friends who are writers and they would meet every month on Sunday for dinner and talk about what they were going to write about. They did this for three years, but they never got anything written. <laughs> and I came to one meeting and listened to them. And the next thing we know, we have a publishing company. They never wow. let me speak that. And so we started publishing all their books. I said, you can't just talk about it. You have to do it. Yes. And so that I was like my second it. company. So when I say I founded it, I meant he, me and my husband, although, you know, he, they sat around and talked about it for three years. I founded the company in one week. <laughs> and then my third company is also to help people um, with, with whatever challenges, specifically marketing. And so when people look at me as you have led me to where I want to go, um, because I don't have employees, I have contractors. It's more of working with other people, the uh, different um, organizations. I'm on several boards and work with uh, different people. And so that's where my leadership comes through since I don't have any employees or a sales team. Yes, yes. And I agree that feedback is uh, very uplifting and empowering to keep mm-hmm. going and pushing forward. Thank you. Okay. All right. So Pamela, can you offer our audience the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and how you've implemented that advice into your life? I think I talked about this before. The most important thing for a leader is to see what you can do for others. When you're a leader, you are in charge of a group, of a company, of an organization. Yes, but the entire thing is not for you just to sit there and say and give everybody directions or give everybody missives. Your job is to have everyone come together. And I was just telling, I had a podcast guest for my podcast a little bit earlier today. And we were talking about that because there's a, a saying, if you go into a room and you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the wrong room. <laughs> so if, as a leader, your number one job is to empower others to be their best. I guess I, I, guess I can say it that way. Well, Pamela, you, you've made it to the finish line. How do you okay, feel? Great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I feel great. I, I, I love sharing. Um, I love podcasting and I love sharing with others. Like I said, and that comes from, I knew in second grade, I wanted to be an English teacher. So it's been a lifelong thing. Uh, a lifelong thing for me is to um, help others and empower others. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. And I appreciate you joining. So I want to thank you again for being my guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our audience your contact information and or mention any events, products, services, and ventures? That yes, yes. The name of my company, the name of my overall company is uh, YB2C. It's actually your business, your brand, 
creatively. And uh, so you can look that up. It's abbreviated YB2C. And it's a training system. So the website is YB2Csystem.com. And if you go there, uh, you can find out everything about all my companies. My second company is Detroit Inc. Publishing, my publishing company, Detroit Inc. I-N-K Publishing.com. And speaking of publishing, my book will be coming out this spring. As I said, I had three careers. So that is the name of my book, my third career from educator to entrepreneur. And will be coming out this spring. Awesome. And congratulations. On Thank all you. Your achievements on your upcoming book, on your podcast. You are definitely an amazing woman. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. I enjoyed this interview with Pamela. I love how her passion for developing people shines through. Pouring back into others is so important, as Pamela states. I can also relate to her background of being an educator, as I myself am an educator and value lifelong learning. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. The key takeaway for me this week was putting first things first. Pamela referred to it as your big rocks. This is something I struggle with at times. Yes, I know the principle, but putting it into action is sometimes easier said than done. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you would be to think about the one thing you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try and implement too many changes at once. When I attend trainings or listen to podcasts, I aim to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. If you do decide to take me up on my challenge, I would love to know about your key takeaway. If you care to share, please go to my blog on NicoleWalker.net and leave your comment under the section for today's episode, which is Leadership Empowerment with Pamela Hillard Owens. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.